Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the podcast. Outside this boxing podcast midweek show. Hope y'all can hear me. Um, Block Talk is on that BS right now. Let me see if I can bring in RC. RC, text me if you hear me, man. This shit is. uh, They're on this bullshit this morning. RC can hear me. Uh, welcome to Blog uh, Blog Talk Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek Show. Um, after a great weekend of fights, we've got we got some all right fights to talk about this week. A um, couple of guys uh, facing off, not fighting each other, but on the same card that eventually going to have to put in some work old versus the new in the light. Well, yeah, real old. The old versus the new in the light heavyweight division. And we got a couple of bum off. Um, some old guys that used to have a name, maybe some didn't, on uh, Fox on Saturday, man. So we're not going to have a long, too long of a show this week um, or today because, like we said, we just did the show on Monday. But, uh, let me see. See, the blog talk is on this BS right now. I'm trying to bring my man RC in. Let me uh, let me see what the hell is going on. Never seems to fail. Never seems to fail these guys, man. But hope everybody had a good couple of days, man been very uh, hot out here in the H. Human than a motherfucker. But uh, yeah, man. I'm really interested in talking these fights. Let me see if we can uh, but as we're working on this RC, I'm gonna bring you in once they, once they bring the screen on, man. But we got a couple of good fights this week. Um, Sergey Kovalev, the Crusher. Uh, we saw him 
knocked somebody out not too long ago. I said that he should be a top ten boxer in the game. Uh, he only lost to the best guy in the game. Um, but he's putting his, uh, I think it's the WBA maybe, putting his WB. Oh, he's putting his WBO belt against Elder Alvarez, um, 23-0, and 11 KOs on HBO. Um, I haven't really seen Alvarez fight too many times, but I know he doesn't have any power. And if you're not, and he doesn't have the boxing skills of Andre Ward, so if you're not talking about knocking out Kovalev, it's not going to happen. Um, let me, y'all gonna have to hold on for a second because this fucking blog talk is tripping. Let me try to pull it up on the computer. I'm definitely going to be looking into something to uh, offset this nonsense. You know, you pay money. You got to pay extra to get the the prime time, but it seems like the prime time is when they don't they don't know what the hell they're doing. You're listening to this. Text message blog, or not text message, uh, Twitter blog, talk radio. Say they're full of shit. Seems like every two episodes, especially on the Wednesday episodes, they're on that bullshit. So we're going to try on the computer before it dies out. If I could bring my man RC in, we could talk some of these damn fights. Oh, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Well, Everything's working but the uh, but the studio. That's how you know it ain't the internet. It's fucking blog talk. There we go. All right. Goddamn. RC. Let's see if they're gonna bring you in. There we go. Fuck. What's popping, man? Sorry, that's, sorry, it's the bullshit. Hey man, relax. Calm down. I want you. Have a hit of some of that that pen that you got. So, you know, sometimes technology might get the best of us, but you got to be in a positive mood. You, you got to stay positive, brother. Everything will be all right because I already went at those guys on Twitter talking crazy, and it seems that it ain't do nothing much. But um, I'm in a great mood. Just got done running. I'm eating some watermelon and kicking it poolside right now. So it's a, it's a hot Wednesday. But 
I'm in a joyful, joyful mood and a very, very good mood, and and I'm glad this shit started working because I was wondering if we were gonna make this happen or not. But um, yeah, like you said, you know, we got some fights coming up, and we did just have a show recently on Monday that was a little elongated and uh, talking about the adventures in SoCal and all that, and you know, back on schedule as we always talked about being. So, I mean, whenever you're ready, let's shoot from the hip, man. Definitely, definitely. So we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with Sergey, man. Um, he's putting up his what the hell did I just say? WBA uh, belt against uh, Alvarez um, for the light heavyweight. This will, uh, like we said, Sir, uh, Sergey's only lost to the best. Um, his last fight, we saw him fight uh, some guy. I think he was 21 and a uh, tw- uh, undefeated fighter from somewhere. TK on the seventh round. Um, but I think he might be stepping up. Uh, you know, Alvarez Eldor Alvarez looks like an old ass dude from Colombia. Um, he's only he uh, beat Pascal was his last fight. Beat Lucian Butte. Um So his last two fights beat Isaac Chimba. He has a pretty good, uh, pretty good resume of old guys that are washed, and maybe Sergey is an old guy that's washed. He, you know, like I said, his last fights, uh, majority decision, Butte, KO. These were all he only fought. Yeah, these are all last year. He fought two times last year, two wins over some some pretty good names, man. So um, we did. I did see him fight Pascal. Pascal was out of there. Alvarez is sort of like a muscular guy that's not knocking anybody out, except he knocked out Butte. But if you look, you know he's knocking guys out every couple of fights. He's um. 23 and 0 with 11 KO, so he's not even 50% knockout guy. So he's out here trying to box. Um, any, any, um, you got anything on this fight, uh, RC? I don't know what to really say. You know, Kovalev looked good his last fight against some unknown guy. Um, in fact, he had me thinking that you know Kovalev is back. He's back. He's has two back-to-back TKOs, and he's trying to put his name back in the upper echelon of uh of the pound for pound listing. And this could this could get him back on there. If he knocks out this guy twenty three and a guy who has beat the guys that he's beaten, I guess, and uh I think his last fight against Pascal, yeah, he knocked Pascal out. They both knocked Pascal out their last fight. So maybe you know no, that was Butte that he knocked out, I'm sorry. But they both beat Pascal their last fight. So this will be a good fight for for Kovalev. Uh, I'll be interested in seeing it. Uh, Colombians usually don't have that world world championship pedigree, but we'll see what Alvarez has. But I'm pretty sure we're both going to be riding with the Russian. What do you say, uh, RC? Um, yeah, it seems like Kovalev doesn't really have to put in the hard work that he necessarily was supposed to put in when he fought um, Andre Ward. And when it comes to the last two opponents, well, his last opponent that we've seen, that was uh, 
I mean, I could have been in your corner, Willa. We could have got a good six to eight weeks in, and you could have beat the shit out that man the way he was fighting. I mean, it wasn't no challenge at all for Sergey Kovalev. And Kovalev, I mean, he really just has trouble with body punching and smart boxers. So, I mean, the blueprint's out there, but it's going to be hard to emulate something that a guy like SOG Andre Ward can do to a guy like Kovalev. But uh, Kovalev seems to be trying to get back in the ring as soon as possible. Uh, you, you only, you would, one would think after the fact that, you know, he took such a small dime when he fought Andre Ward the second time. He really got nothing out of that fight as far as financial uh, reasons but or financial um, advantages or whatever. But So he's trying to get back in there quick. He's, he made quick work last time, and I expect a lot of the same this time. You know, um, the names that you listed as far as decent resume wins are fighters that are all, and, you know, they, 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 the dogs seen the best days, and the best days are behind them. So, um, you know, and especially when it comes to guys that are as big as these guys are, you kind of question if these guys actually love the sport or if they're just there because, you know, sometimes that's the ugly side of boxing, and it shows with performances like we've seen uh, the opposition of Kovalev's last opponent. I can't, I can't remember the guy's name. I know who he is off top, but um, – it was just un- it, w- it wasn't impressive whatsoever. Um, you know, that was the same night that Deontay Wilder had fought Luis Ortiz. So for good reasons, that fight was on the back burner when they were fighting at MSG. Even though I did still watch it after the the fight and all that. Um, but no, man, this is a this is Kovalev being able to reclaim what he had lost by Andre Ward. And I don't think anybody's going to give him any problems unless he somehow happens to get in the ring with fellow Russian Dmitry Bivo. So for 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 the opposition is that that they got for for Sergey Kovalev right now, it works really good, man. It works really good um for the uh uh main event, you know, promotion. That's the only thing they really have going for them right now. Um it, otherwise it's a really dead company, but with Kovalev they bring uh boxing fans to the to the arena, they bring the overseas crowd, and they bring fans that you know they want to see the crusher, they want to see knockouts. He's obviously a um, a guy that the fans are going to be expecting highlight material from, you know, regardless of him getting stopped and quitting like a bitch against Andre Ward that second fight. He still could make some noise in this fight, even though it's hard for a fighter to to quit like a bitch like he did against Andre Ward. But and to still have fan support and all that stuff like that, people still want to see Sergey Kovalev. Obviously, I'm saying he quit like a bitch because it's just funny because the guy who was talking about a, a guy that punches like woman ends up stopping him. You know, the, you keep your words soft and sweet because you might have to eat them later. I wonder if he learned that lesson or not. But um, you know, I'm not. I don't take one loss away from a fighter, and I never really looked at Kovalev. I never looked at Kovalev a whole lot different from after that loss to, to Andre Ward. Because um, it's Two Andre losses. Ward, one of the best. Well, yeah. The first one's, the first one's arguable, but, you know, the, the, the second one solidified it 100%. So, um, you know, I'll be entertained. I'll definitely check it out. And uh, I definitely um, – I'll arrange my weekend to watch this fight just because it's Sergey Kovalev at the end of the day. And I think boxing fans out there need to appreciate the fact that when we have a guy like this around, 
You know, um, just take advantage of watching it what you can because when it comes to the era of the new guys coming in, making their own wave, it's going to take the process of getting the name built. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be checking out. But I got Cobra so winning this fight. Um, and I don't see it going to the cards. Uh, if it does go to the cards and it turns into a dog fight, that's when you might see Kovalev in trouble. But that's a big what if, you know. So, uh, I, But I got Kovalev winning this fight. Um, I think that he'll get him out of there within seven rounds. So um, I see Kovalev coming out with the stoppage. Yeah, Kovalev with the stoppage. Um, I'm pretty sure I think that's what's going to happen. I, I, I have that. Uh, that's the same thing I'm going to go with also. Probably sixth, seventh round. KO or you know RTD or some shit TKO. Hey, and you, one of the, one hey real of, one quick, of, real quick. If if he ends up winning in the sixth round with knockout, I'm gonna feel like that fucking guy on the Price is Right who made a bid and someone bidded like the numbers right below him, and so they <laughs> they like you're gonna be that guy that that's gonna be celebrating if that happens in six. I'm gonna be the guy like you fucking you got me there, man. You took you took my numbers, man. <laughs> Oh man, hey, you know that's how it is sometimes. You know, as a boxing Notre Dameus, you know, I, you know, I, I usually like to be exact <laughs> and precise for what I do. So, you know, uh, but yeah, right. we're just looking at that and and what they're doing. Um, you know, you uh, one thing you did say is that main event only has Sergey Kovalev. I think uh, you forgot about the top two or three boxers in, in the game are on main event. Are, are they not? Uh no no yeah. I'm talking about main event with uh Kathy Duva I'm talking about Kathy Duva's promotion company that she got that main event fucking sucks who else they got oh yeah yeah you know they you know you're right they don't have anybody who do they have no they ain't got nobody bro they, yeah they, they, Kathy Duva she just I mean and like I said Bebo Dimitri Bebo is nice but we don't know how good he really is I mean he looked great against uh against um uh who was it last time the Cuban guy uh Sullivan uh Sullivan Barrera um. You know, so about those two, and that's it, man. That's, and the way to say, I mean, hey, man, Ward and and Kovalev should have been a a way better promoted fight. That was the shittiest promotion ever, and a lot of that has to do with Rock Nation one and main event two. So that's all bad for two, you know, bad promotion company. No, you're right. You're right. I was I was mistaken, but you mentioned Dimitri, and then the co-main event of that night. There, he's putting his WBA lightweight heavy uh, heavyweight world championship against uh, <clears throat> Shalimba oh, Isaac they're, Golden they're, Boy they're tag Shalimba. Teaming now, huh? They tag team now. Yeah, no. What? The, that's what yeah, hopefully <laughs> they're hopefully they're setting up a fight for for unification. You know, hopefully they're setting up a unification Ooh. fight. Um, I mean, it, nothing else makes sense. Is the way I see it. They're both fighting on the on the same card. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't fight each other. We've seen Shalimba, Shim, Shalimba. Uh, how do you say his name? Isaac. Sh- where the fuck is it? Shalimba. Yeah, Shalimba. Isaac Shalimba, twenty-five and five, ten KOs. He ain't doing shit against Dimitri uh, Bevo, thirteen and 0, 13. 13 KOs. Um, 
Yeah, man. I don't know why else they would have these guys, you know, on the same card if they're not, you know, they're, they're fellow Russians. I don't know if they're both from the same place or whatever, or if they're even both Russians, but they're fellow Eastern Asians, right? They're fellow Eastern Asians, and they uh, are Western European, either one. And, and and they're both, you know, pretty good names, and they both can box. So I th- I'm pretty sure Dimitri Bebo is going to knock uh, Chalimba out, um, probably the same fashion. And that's going to be – I think that will be a pretty good night of boxing, two KOs, um, six-round KOs, short night. But I'm more excited, not about these fights, but I'm more excited in the future that these guys might be able to fight pretty soon and uh, and unify uh, these belts. And Kovalev will make his way back to the number one light heavyweight in the game uh, if he can beat this young this young Dimitri Bivols. Um R.C., what do you think about this fight, Shalomba versus Bevo, and what do you think about Sergey versus Bevo uh, if they both happen to win? Do you think that's going to happen? It's hard to say if that'll happen right now just because Dimitri Bevo has such limited fights under his belt, but he's, I mean, you know, he's looking good. He's looking good for sure. Uh, but, you know, there was that uh, point in time that people can't forget when, Dimitri Bivo was uh, ghost in contract negotiations for a little while with uh, with Sullivan Barrera as soon as the testing got brought up to the conversation. I think he ghosted him for about um, close to a month or something like that. And I remember we talked about it, Willa, and, you were, and I, I asked you if you were an advisor to, you know, Dimitri Bivo or if you're Vladimir Putin, how would you go about saving this guy for the month with an escape goat or an alibi of why he didn't, why he goes through the negotiations for the time being, you know, clearing the system out is what I was uh, getting at at the time. But, um, <clears throat> the, uh, cause this kid's showing some explosive power, man. Uh, the way he got, the way he got rid of Sullivan Barrera, I for sure thought that was going to the cards and the way, the way it stopped at the end. I mean, Barrera just got beat up and we never seen Sullivan Barrera get beat up like that. So, um, you know, it was a. This kid has got a lot of promise, man, and uh, I guarantee you he could take a body shot better than Kovalev. So uh, it'd be real interesting to see what the what the Vegas lines and the odds would be if that fight would happen. Because I would, per, I, even though Bevo doesn't have the experience and hasn't been in there with guys like Kovalev, uh, or the same guys that Kovalev's been in there with, I, I definitely give the favorites in that fight for the young fella and Dimitri Bevo. But with that said. I wouldn't be saying that he would beat Kovalev or I'd be favoring him against Kovalev in a fight if I didn't think he was going to get past uh, Isaac Chalimba. So, um, a, a tough customer, and, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm a, a little bit on the fence with this one because I definitely got Bebo winning, but I think this one is going to go to the cards just like I thought the Sullivan Barrera one was going to go to the cards. So, I'm going to pick Dimitri Bebo in this fight by uh, unanimous decision. And just ragdoll this man the entire fight because I think he's gonna hang in there. He can hang in there for twelve, and if he does not hang in there for twelve, and Bevo gets him out of there, man, I'm I'm starting. To, I would question. I would really question heavy if Kovalev would get in the ring with Bevo after that. These last two performances, getting these guys out of here like that, um, it it really be one of those type of deals where, you know, I think 
I think that they might have to catch Sergey Kovalev when he's at the end of the bottle of his vodka for him to say, I'll fight him, you know? Because uh, Bivol's looking like a real promising prospect in boxing right now. Young, strong, good puncher. He's not just a, a Russian-style heavy hitter like Kovalev. He has some really good technique to a lot of his punches and does a lot of things well in the ring and has good footwork at that. Um, I mean, if you just look at the kid's legs when he's in the ring, you can tell it's a full body of muscle mass from top to bottom, not just some dudes with skinny legs and heavy tops and shit like that. So Bivol looks like the full package, man. But um, we'll have to see. If he, if he surprises me again with another knockout while well, I'm picking his last two fights to go to the cards, it's going to be hard to bet against this guy, even against Sergey Kovalev moving forward. But for this weekend, I see him uh, damn near pitching the shutout and going to the cards and walking away with some easy money. Yeah. I'm, so you got it as the unanimous. I think he's about to beat this guy up. I think it's going to be where he's just, Chimba's just out there, Chilimba is out there just covering up, getting beat, and he'll probably, he'll probably take a knee, somebody throw the towel in, something of that nature. So we're, I'm looking to see some uh, some good action on HBO. Uh, Kovalev usually does that. Um, I think his fight before last, he was getting hit a lot. He didn't really look that good. He looked a little better in his last fight. Um, yeah. It's going to be, you know, he can't – he doesn't need to be holding on to these uh, belts for too long. He's 35 years old. Um, <clears throat> my man B-Bowl is like 27. He's not He's not a spring chicken either, uh, but he's in his prime. So, be looking for him, even though he has 13 fights. If he knocks Chalimba out, be looking for him to, to call out Big Bro, you know, the big dog. And I can see, you know, I, I've been saying Kovalev, with the age difference, and, uh, you know, you you remember what you want to remember, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to your, your boxes that you like. And I, and I do like Kovalev. But this young guy might be able to, really? might be able to take him out, man. Yeah, yeah, I've always, I've always liked Kovalev. I just like, I just like war better in, the, in, in America better than I like Russia. You know, that's all that is. It's nothing personal. I, after that, I want to see him win the, all of his fights except against Ward. And that makes it better for, for Ward's uh, prestige and history, you know. We, you know, oh, but yeah, yeah, for sure. b is the real deal. So hopefully they'll be able to fight. Uh, I think it'll happen. You don't think – you think they'll hold off, but I think they're ready for him, man. You know what I'm saying? He's, a, he's young in the game. <sighs> he's a Russian guy, so you know they're old. You know he's 27 years old. Every other 27 year old is trying to uh, is fighting for is fighting for the uh, for belts. If they think, well, he has a belt. He already has a belt. So and he's defended it. I, I think at least three times. So. Well, yeah, because a lot of those, those Russians and, and dudes from overseas, they they tend to hang this out a little third longer defense. than the amateurs. You know, so yeah, I get it. I get it for sure. That the age the age uh, disparity from. Uh, Russian fighter compared to Americans and stuff like that. Yeah, those guys like to hang around and and have a little bit extra fun in the amateurs and shit like that. So, you know, it, it could yeah. be for better or for worse sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so basically I'm looking forward to that man. Hopefully they'll get it on. Uh, hopefully we see fireworks on HBO. Watch these Russians fight. And uh, yeah, and I I think we will. So I think those are pretty two pretty good fights. On ESPN on Saturday night, 
We've got Blast from the Past. I think that's what they should call that. We're watching. We're going to be watching guys with five and four losses fight for no belts, but might be some pretty good fights. The main event, we have Andre Berto, 31 and five, 24 KOs. Fighting oh, man. Devin Alexander, 27 and four, oh. 14 KOs. In a welterweight fight, uh, just for for some money, obviously. Um, yep. I don't know who to pick in this fight. It's damn near. It's damn near embarrassing. Um, but it could be proof. Devin Alexander never been a guy that quit. You know, he just gets beat up. He's just not as good. He makes he makes a lot of noise. Um, when he punches and all that, but he was washed up. He got he got exposed a while ago, and we know. I guess since Ortiz is fighting, Berto's fighting. Um, Berto, we've seen him just get beat up by Floyd. We've seen him quit. We've seen. I mean, we've seen him give up good. We've seen him put in good fights, but never anything. But he never could win the big one. He's been washed for a little bit. Um, Alexander has not been KO'd. Berto been slipped, but he's been KO'ing, boys. Uh, Last fight, Sean Porter, L, Ortiz, slip him, L. A lot of L's, a lot of reds. Last couple of years, last uh, seven years, he's been doing a lot of losing. You know, I don't really know what to say about this fight again. Devin Alexander, I think, is an all right boxer. He's all right. Um, but I guess I guess I'm picking Devin Alexander to win by majority decision. And I don't really know. I could just see him withstanding the barrage of Berto's power at the beginning. Berto getting tired and hit and just getting getting beat at the end. Nothing too serious, but maybe a good fight, man. RC, are you gonna uh, record this? You even you hype about this or you were making noise or you feeling this at all? You know, we're sort of feeling the Ortiz versus Rios fight. Is this not of the same caliber? Uh, no. Maybe I don't know. Both both guys ain't got no power to stop nobody, and they're both defensively sound enough to not get themselves in enough danger to be stopped. So, um, you know, Devin Alexander was a good fighter uh, um, years ago. Berto's got 24 KOs, man. Yeah, but fucking Berto, man. You know, ever since he got knocked the fuck out by Soto Carras, I'm just like, you know what, man? And Berto's a cool guy. I met him and talked to him at StubHub some years back. He's a really cool dude. I don't want to talk mess about him, but it's, I mean, critiquing from the sports standpoint, it's like, yeah, you know, these guys are definitely way past their prime. And it's for a paycheck, and I'm not mad at that. Uh, 
but as far as it goes right now, you know, they're just looking to become the next gatekeeper for the up-and-coming fighters uh, ahead of the road, and, and that goes for the winner or the loser. So one of them's not going to be uh, upper echelon or anything like that. But, um, I mean, I'll definitely check it out just to see what they got left in the gas tank. And um, I, if I had to pick one fighter to win this fight, I like Andre Berto, you know, Miami guy and all that, but I'm going with Devin Alexander by decision. Um, it might be a split decision because um, <laughs> I think both fighters might might scrap it up a little bit and duke it out. Uh, but like I said, none of, I don't think these guys got enough power to stop each other. And Berto does look really good at times. There's been times he's come out and and uh, and shown even after that loss to Soto Carras, um, he's shown that he could still have some of that. He's, he's definitely the more talented fighter when it comes to the skill set as far as hand speed, uh, defensively sound, you know, nice physique that that could absorb punches. And when you look at Alexander. I see a lot of jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. It reminds me of a European fighter sometimes. But um, you know, I, I I just I just I just it's just hard for me to pick a guy like Andre Berto at this point in his career. And it is a it's a little disingenuous of you to call it a bum off and stuff, but it might be something like that. So <laughs> I mean I mean, um yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna I'll definitely watch guys. it. Now, I mean let's just be fair, you know, 'cause if 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 you're in my corner and I had a good eight weeks, you know what time it is. So, um, and I ain't got no, I ain't got no professional bouts under my belt like those guys. We're but you know, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be duck season. So, you know, but um, <laughs> hey, but well, we gotta um, remember. Be, uh, so, looking back, Devin Alexander, what? he's got some. Uh, you know, he beat Matisse. Uh, he took. Him and Bradley were seen to be coming up. They were, like, coming up at the same time. I think Bradley's a little older. But he took that L to Bradley. I think that's when we knew that he wasn't the real deal. And then he took that L to Sean Porter. So, Khan took an L to Khan. So, he's, you know, he's, like I said, when it comes, Alexander, he's like, he might be like Broner, but he just doesn't talk. Like, his career-wise, you know what I'm saying, he might even be a little better than Broner. But, you know, he, he never won the big fight, but he ain't that bad. And neither is Berto. Berto's not boys. These guys ain't bet that bad. Just Berto's just been in so many wars that I think he's washed. I think Alexander is yep. just a B, a B fighter, which is good. And that's, you know, amongst the world, that's no hate that you've made to make your money. And I think he'll just, I think it's, it's might, it's might turn into easy work. This might turn into he's still going to be a split decision. I think Berto's going to come out hard, try to knock him out. But Alexander hasn't been knocked out. I don't think that's going to change. He's got that big-ass head. Uh, so, yeah, just look forward to turn to easy work. Berto, I see him on his uh, face, on his Instagram, uh, extra. You know, it looks like he's putting in a lot of work. But that's not – that's never been – that's never been questioned to Berto, how much work he puts in and what's his desire to win, his heart. Yeah, it's just that his chin and his skills, man, don't get him, don't get him there. He's got the speed, he's got yeah. the power. He just ain't got the, I don't know. He just don't have the the glue that pulls it all together. So he, we look at that. He don't, then, he don't, he, 
he don't ball hard enough. Like I think that's what LeVar Ball would would uh, break it down to if we couldn't put it, we couldn't pinpoint one thing on it, you know? Yeah, that's it. LeVar would be right. He couldn't ball hard enough. Exactly. He can't ball hard enough, and neither neither can Alexander. <laughs> but Alexander, I think is I think Alexander is fighting probably to his max. You know what I'm saying? I think he's got he's bringing the best out of himself most of the time. He's just not a top tier fighter. He doesn't have the top tier athletic skills, the speed. He doesn't have the top tier that, you know what I'm saying, the power. Birdo, he's rated high in a lot of those things. He just doesn't ball hard enough, like you said, man. That's crazy. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. But <laughs> makes sure, I mean, if we can pinpoint it, that's the only one that comes down to for sure. But yeah, it should be a nonetheless, it should be a cool fight for the both both fan bases and all that and uh and, and it might like if if I had to put an over under of if it's gonna be a great fight or if it's gonna be a, a terrible fight, I think I'm putting over the. I think I would go over that it could turn out to be a really good fight. No, I think it could. I think it could turn into a pretty good fight until the end where the washing comes down. But Berto ain't gonna go out yeah. like a like a chump. He might go out, you know, but he ain't gonna go out like a chump. He'll go out swinging. But it might turn to easy work, man. But uh, yeah, yeah. The broadcast that uh, the Fox broadcast will also include a super middleweight bout between former middleweight champ Peter Kid Chocolate Quillen, 33 one and one, 23 KOs, and another blast from the past, Jay Leon Love, 24 one and oh, one, man. 13 KOs. So you know, hey, I might have, hey, I, I disrespected these both of these guys. They just, I put a bum off because these both guys are, uh, like I said, blast from the past. Both guys have uh, suffered ills and never really bounced back. In fact, um, time we saw Peter Quillen was. Uh, September last year, he fought an eight-rounder. We didn't see that. Last time we saw him on TV, he took nope. that TKO, Daniel Jacobs, 2015. He yep. didn't fight again. Jacobs so took the ghost. He, yeah, he took two years off to fight a guy in September of 17. And now, uh, to 11 months later, he's going to fight Jay Leon Love. The guy's 35 years old. Um He's not really. Um, he's not really that old. Jaylen Love, he's a guy that's been fighting a lot of ten rounders. Uh, Jaylen Love, is this? Are we looking at the right guy? So this guy, Jaylen Love, this is crazy. He has fought no twelve round fights. Mm. And this well, is I mean, now a he ten was, round he was fight. On the upper- he was on the up and coming until, you know, he might have been got that twelve round fight if he was able to finish off Porky Medina. But remember that fight yeah, that he was lost on uh, Showtime, and Porky Medina whooped his ass when Floyd was all dancing in the ninth round, thinking it was easy work. And then he got that he got that leg twitching on the ground. After that, yeah, he didn't want no twelve rounds. Yeah, yeah, it was, he lost the yeah, Porky. Yeah, he hasn't had a twelve round fight. That's crazy. Jay Leon Love, so he's just. He's 30 years old. He fell old. off, bro. He fell off the face of the earth, man, after that loss. He never you know? made it, yeah. 
but he still fought. <laughs> yep. Unlike uh, unlike uh, Peter Quillen, you know, he lost in 2014. In, uh, in late 2014, he fought uh, three times in 15, two times in 16, one time in 17, and it's going to be a second fight in 18. So he's been fighting since he took that L. Um, he's one, two, three, four, five, six, six and zero oh, since he took his last L. Six zero oh, and one. He's got a a draw. I don't know what happened there, but he hasn't fought any twelve round fights. Uh, Peter Quillen. He had a unanimous decision against a guy who was twenty two and twenty two and twenty one in his last fight, <laughs> eight rounder. Um. I don't know what to, you know, I That's really crazy. truly don't know what to say when it comes to this because both of these guys, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead, you know, just to keep it G, I'm going to go ahead and go with Jay Leon Love with this one. Let me, both of them got slept on it uh, for the L. Both of them have a draw. I mean, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I, I said I was disrespecting these guys, because they both only had one loss, but I have to revert to this being a, another bum off. I don't know what the point of this was. Uh, maybe, I don't know, Fox just had, they just needed to fill this date. You know, maybe they had the date, they needed to fill it. I don't know what the hell's going on, but these are two pretty whack fights. Yeah. I'm going to pick Jay Leon Love uh, with the split decision. No, Jay Leon Love oh. with the unanimous decision. I think he'll probably be able to. It looks like he's been working, even though he's only been putting in 10 rounds, 8 rounds here, 10 rounds there. He's been working. Peter Quillen just barely beat a guy that was 21 and 22. I think that was his record. So, Peter Quillen ain't going to be in no shape. He's old, 35. He's probably about to get his ass whooped. Might be another good fight, but it's a bum off. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, again, I, I can't go for the guy who got knocked the fuck out by a Mexican bum like Porky Medina. So I'm going to go with Peter Quillen in this fight because at least he got the ghost taken from a real dude like Danny Jacobs. So, um, But, I, you know, you're saying that maybe they had the date to fill in and stuff like that, and that's definitely a possibility. But at the end of the day, you know, um, some of these fighters, you know, they, they're obviously not – and top contention and stuff like that. But they look at their career to go out in some sort of a storybook type of ending, you know, go out after getting your ass whooped, get a couple wins under your belt. And, you know, maybe they're just hoping for something like that with these guys. Because at one point in time, Peter Quillen was a prominent fighter, and Jay Leon Love was a, a touted prospect, high enough for Floyd Mayweather to get him on TNT. So, um, you know, they, they, it's not like they were never was this. You know, even though Jay Leon never got there, but uh, Peter Quillen definitely had, you know, he, he had some people believing that he could possibly beat Danny Jacobs. Not me, but, um, you know, maybe this is just a last hoorah type of fight for these guys. And um, I, I, I definitely don't see this one having the fireworks potential that I see in the previous card that we spoke on. But um, nonetheless, hopefully it turns out to be okay. It will be on Fox. So um, everybody in the penitentiary, go ahead, go ahead and get their, their bets on. They could actually bet on something that they enjoy instead of betting on NASCAR and things like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully uh, it turns out to be an okay fight for everybody who's still rocking with the, 
basic packages and things like that. I, I mean, you know, they got the they sometimes they have boxing on bounce and stuff like that, but you know, Fox is a big network, so hopefully they put on a good show. But I'm going with Daily on Love, or uh, I'm going with um, I'm going with um, Peter Quinn in this fight, um, also by decision, and I will say majority because I think it might be so boring at times that you might have a draw for one card. So uh, that's where I stand with this one, man. Yeah, I think you might be. Yeah, I'll repeat. This guy, Peter Quillen, had a unanimous decision. He went eight rounds with a guy who was 22 and 21. Hey, maybe that was that guy's last two rounds. His storybook ending, you know, where he thought he should have won the fight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he just, he's been, he's just doing a lot of laws of losing. So, yeah, Jay Leon Love, I don't know what happened to him. Victim of being uh, being uh, one of the uh, uh, first couple of guys in the Mayweather camp, I think the TNT camp. Uh, you see him on every on every time they do a little interview, he's there, so you know he's putting in work. I see. I think this is going to be a win for him, and maybe this can boost him up to get some kind of at least a twelve rounder. You know, hopefully my man Jaylee, I love can get a twelve rounder real soon. Uh, and this can paint him up. Peter Quillen's probably gonna come in fat. I can already see it happening. I haven't I haven't seen any of the the press building up to the fight, but I can see that guy coming out real fat, looking looking weak and getting the work put in on him. So you you mentioned Bounce T V. Uh I think they got some fights on like Friday. Kevin Farmer, I believe is boxing. Um let me pull it up. Oh, yeah, I forgot who Tevin Farmer was fighting, but uh, this should be a decent fight. I mean, I know Tank was talking about, you know, if Tevin Farmer wins this fight, then he want to get that fight popping. Otherwise, Tank want to move up to 135. So there's some implications behind that fight right there because we know how Farmer and Tank been having some beef going on for the last however long it's been. Yeah, he's he's fighting Box Nation on Box Nation. Whatever the hell that is. He's fighting uh, Billy Dibbs, 24. Wow, Billy Dibbs, yeah, that's who it is. Billy Dibbs, yeah, 25. Farmer, 25. 25 and 4 with five KOs. We see why he's doing that. And then on uh, on Bounce TV Friday, they got Landreus Ladreus. Yeah, Ladarius, my fault. Ladarius Miller, sixteen and one, five KOs versus Dennis Galarraza, lightweight. So that ain't shit either. Hey, boy, got it. Where boys, if you got one loss, nobody wants to hit. Nobody wants to see it, man. So I don't know who these guys are, up and comers. So if you got bounce, check that out. Box Nation. I don't even really know what that is. Kevin Farmer. Billy Dibbs. Uh, Billy Dibbs is so trash, man. Yeah, Billy Dibbs is trash. Oh, but this is for a title. So, Tevin Farmer is fighting. Okay. Tevin Farmer is fighting for the vacant IBF super featherweight title. Okay. So, that might be might be interesting. Billy Dibbs, where are they fighting? They're fighting in Technology Park Redfern. Where the hell is that? Where is that at? I don't know. 
Redfern is probably in some sort uh, of training facility or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Technology Park, Redfern. It is in Australia. These niggas is fighting in Australia for the belt. Yep. Not mad at not mad at that. Not a beautiful woman in Billy, Australia. Bi- Billy I'll be watching about this a little more that. in the crowd. Yeah, he might. Hey, they say they. Hey, they say it goes down in Australia. From what I've heard, yeah, it goes all the way down. But yeah, so Tevin Farmer's gonna be out there. We see what happened to Pacquiao uh, when he went out there. So <laughs> what? What he got robbed? Yeah, we've seen that. He got worked, but his is is, is way worse. Robbed. You can't say that Disney. he got work. You know, deep down in your heart, in your Texas heart, Willow, that Pacquiao won that fight. Stop it. You can't say that. Hey, man. I, all I know is I don't. I have a bad memory. All I know is when I look at the highlights, I just see that boy getting roughed <laughs> up. That's all I remember. I remember oh. Pacquiao not being able to, not being able to sleep that guy, man, like he needed oh. to. You don't remember? You don't remember that eighth round when Pacquiao almost had Jeff Horn out of there? He was really beating him up. He was. And then that was, yeah, then that was it. So, so yeah. So, what? hey, Farmer, you better knock this guy out or you're not going to bring back the belt. But, uh, yeah, that makes sense that uh, that Javante Davis is calling him out because he will have a belt. And that probably seems like some easy work. Uh, that would be a really good fight, man. Tevin Farmer is really good defensively. And I mean that, and then they both don't like each other. That'd be a really good fight if they can make that happen, man. No, they will. If Farmer wins, I'm sure they they it will they will fight. And Tevin Farmer, I don't think is the real deal. In fact, yeah, I don't think he's that good. So, well, ever since he got shot, up. you know, he got shot, he got shot in his hand and shit like that. You know, he he hasn't been the same. So, uh, out uh, things outside of boxing that could take away ultimate goal inbox and that's just this is just another classic case of that because like I said defensively sound he's he's uh he's up there with uh really good fighters that have defensive head movement and everything like that so I'm just unfortunate how things went for Kevin Farmer because he did take a major step back yeah well he's been he he started his career off he got slept he got slept again this guy's been asleep Javante Davis puts him to sleep because it's personal uh 28 years old, so he better get it popping now. But like I said, he's fighting for the belt. Pretty sure he's better than Billy Diz. I've seen Billy Diz fight before. Uh, the well, the Mexican Russian, Gradonovic. I can't say his name right now. I didn't have too many wobbly pops. But uh, the fucking Mexican Russian who beat the shit out Billy Diz twice. Because those who remember, Billy Diz was with the SMS promotional deal with 50 Cent. Gradovich, that's who it was. He was with the he was with the uh, Fifty Cent SMS promotion deal, having some pretty big cards on ESPN, being the headline event. And um, yeah, he just looked bad twice when he was supposed to be in there getting some dubs and got L's, and Fifty ultimately fired his ass on his birthday, which I believe was the last SMS ESPN Friday Night Fight card that they had with Billy Dib on there uh, for the main event, and he he looked like shit. So uh, yeah, Billy Dib, he's not the good. I expect Farmer to knock him the fuck out. So, Billy did, man. I mean, fuck. That's just the whole the whole ending of the show. We had so many like 
just fighters in the, the the dog days of their career right now, man. I feel bad for these guys. I hope they I hope they save their money well, or at least invested in some sort of uh, business that they could profit from. Because you know, I mean, they, these guys got some good paydays in their days, but this is a dog days, man. I mean, a million dollars, two million dollars of a high payday, you, I mean, or whatever, like. That shit don't last too long, especially when it's the end of your career and these guys ain't got shit else to do but fight. So, um, I, it, it's it's a sad story, but I still hope Billy Dib goes in there and gets knocked out. <laughs> yeah, Billy Dib, the kid, he's uh, 32. So, you know, like I said, these guys are fighting for the chip. So, if you win, you you will definitely get your big payday. And Bill, like you said, Billy Dibbs has fought for for the belt a couple of times. I think taking L's uh, most time than every time that he fought for the belt. Yeah, L, L. No, so he had the belt. He had the the IBF for a couple of fights in 2011. Uh, defended it once, twice. Then he lost to Gradovich twice. Yeah, then that was it. So. We'll see. It might be a good fight. Uh, Billy Dibbs probably the better, more not the better guy, but with 43, 43 fights, he's the more seasoned guy. Farmer should, yeah, I don't know, man. You said you're going with Farmer for for unanimous? Yeah, I'm going I, that's Farmer what I hope unanimous. So. Yeah. Man, I'm going Farmer unanimous, and if it was uh, Dib versus RC, I would go RC by fifth-round knockout. Damn, versus Gibbs, dog. Yeah, featherweight. He might be. He might be about your size, dog. In real life. Man, cut it out. I'm at 170. You weren't that much bigger than me when I seen you, Willow. We 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 the most dangerous podcast for a reason. Hey, hey if you at 170, I've got you by a couple of pounds, man. Oh yeah, I just weighed myself today after my run, man. I I, I was on a scale like at 170.5 right now. So I need to cut cut back a little bit. But you know, because in LA those last five days, I was. I was eating, drinking, and not really doing shit for gym wise. So I need to cut back a little bit. Yeah, so. <laughs> I did. I was doing the same thing, though. So yeah, I'm back on, back on this chicken and yeah. fish. We was doing hard you know, steak, I mean, prime ribs, you know, stuff like that. Oh man, yeah, we gotta get back to the, we gotta get back to the white meat and potatoes, man. Get back on our shit, cause, I, yeah, I don't have way too much fun these last few days. I need to, you know, I, I see a little flabbiness coming on, so I need to get back on my shit. <laughs> it won't take long, though. We just got to get that working. Oh, yeah. I don't feel no flabbiness or nothing, but I just need to get back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so a beast, though. But, we're, hey. both if we're both at 170. We, uh, I shouldn't be talking about fighting Div. I should be talking about fighting Kovalev, huh? <laughs> well, no, yeah, you got to. You got to take it down to at least you probably could fight Canelo. You probably get down to nah. The one fifty. I ain't fighting Canelo. One fifty. One fifty five. I'm good. Ooh, I ain't fighting scared. Canelo. Ducking, ducking Canelo, huh? In the imaginary, nah. in the imaginary world, you ducking Canelo, man. Nah, oh, man. because I don't, I don't, I don't fight dudes that be cheating. So, you know, what I mean, I, I'd rather get in there with with Jared Hurd before I get in there with Canelo. Oh, they yeah. know. To say no to carne asada, people. Hey, hey, we're gonna end. We're gonna end it like that, man. Before we get out of here, RC, you got anything? Anything we missed? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, you know, we covered a lot on Monday. I will we'll save some of the stuff for uh, 
for um, Sunday coming up on the main show. And uh, hopefully these fights turn out to be pretty good, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But, I mean, we're going to have a lot of talk about coming up with a lot of stuff uh, in the fight game because this is the point of time of the year where fights turn into the the treat of the sports world with football coming back. You know what I mean? You have college football all day, and then on Saturday night you have some boxing. So, you know, it's that extra special treat that we get where big fights are coming up. Um, you know what I mean? we got – Danny Swift and Sean Porter coming up soon. And then you got my man Jose Ramirez on the Friday before Triple G and Canelo on Saturday. And uh, Ben is picking up. So, um, nah, man, it was, um, I'm glad we got the shit together today. And um, I'll be ready to rock and roll on Sunday, man. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, y'all make sure y'all share, comment, do all that good stuff. Fuck with us on Instagram, RC Presidente. Is that right? RC, RC underscore Presidente. Presidente. Yes, sir. Yeah. Outside is boxing and Willard King. Check all that out on Twitter. Uh, yeah. So that's it, man. Uh, we'll talk about more boxing on Sunday. Y'all keep it real. Keep it player. We'll catch y'all next time. Outside is boxing podcast midweek. We out. We love y'all.